go kick his ass. This is L.A. King Stand Talk, where we know nothing. And now, your hosts, Rodney, Rob, and Mike. Well, first and foremost, I think, Rob, you wanted to start us off today, didn't you? The big apologies for for immune systems out there that uh, can't handle fighting off this virus. And we've been on COVID protocol for the past two weeks. Yeah, we apologize for Mike, everybody. I'm I'm gonna start with this woke shit. That's what HF board is now too. My my brother my brother actually <clears throat> made that comment. It's just a bunch of woke, young, dumb f***s. You say one thing and it's, nah, they're just, <laughs> those are all the McDavid fans out there. <laughs> Try, trying to justify that hit that he did last night. It's a two-minute penalty on anybody else. That's what yeah, they're saying. I can't believe how they sound like five-year-olds. Well, he gets away with it all the time, so how come we don't get away with it? It's like, and they they were screaming about the suspension right after the game. And it's like, what suspension, you stupid? He's not going to get suspended for it. Right. They're already, they're complaining about a scenario that just wasn't going to happen. <laughs> but that's typical of the millennial generation you know all right post woke talk what are we talking i wouldn't mind just catching up that's all just even if it's kind of in general you want me to throw i don't know we're topic? playing 500 how far off do you think we were going to be from 500 yeah that's that's the good question is after a quarter of the season would, did you really think we'd be 500 I thought we needed to be there if we want to keep talking about the playoffs. So, big picture, looking at it like that, seem to be doing okay. Um, is it the ugliest 500 you've ever seen? Yeah, it's pretty damn ugly. Too definitely, it's so streaky. Yeah, that's God. It's and I'll tell you what, that's that is the frustration of a of a fan right there. Can you just tell us what type of team you're going to be so we could prepare ourselves for it? Right. Don't go winning seven games in a row just to lose seven games in a row. And right. Like, <laughs> yeah. What the? F so frustrating. Don't, then, don't, don't go beating McDavid and Drysaddle just to lose to Tanner Pearson. Yeah, you know. Jesus. Hey, I'll tell you what. Okay. Going into tonight's game as – as a sports better, you know, I dabble in sports betting a little bit. And uh, it scared me because the percentages, if you follow, teams that underachieve and fire their coach, that, that next game that they have with new coach on bench, with the talent that teams usually have, to be considered underachievers, they all play for their jobs and they play hard. They play well, just like Vancouver did tonight. And so I wasn't too surprised, especially us playing back to back. 
kind of gave a real spirited effort against Edmonton. I, I don't necessarily want to say let down, you know, but definitely lackadaisical effort for sure. But when you couple that with Vancouver coming out and, and showing their new coach, Hey, I I'm, I can play. You, you need to keep me in the lineup. I, I kind of was expecting it. Expecting them to lose, but not lose that bad. Right. And I didn't, I'm not, yeah, obviously I don't, I'm not expecting to lose, but I was expecting Vancouver to come out and play like that. I, but after seeing the Kings play the way they did, they did the night before, that's why I'm saying I wasn't expecting the Kings to lose. I was expecting Vancouver to play the way they did. I did not expect the Kings to play that shitty. I expected yeah. way more of an effort than whatever that was. Um, can we talk 20, 24 game uh, point totals and stuff too? Sure. You know, we're, we're, at a, we're at the quarter mark here, and I think – if you take a look at power play numbers, it's pretty pathetic. I've been preaching that. Um, if you look, you, I, I don't think you could really, as much as I want to get mad at, I follow Kempe, like, like it, the dead horse has been beaten. Um, Pace-wise, after 24 games, they're on pace to have decent seasons scoring wise, you know, scoring goals. So can't really point fingers that way, but the streakiness because of the streakiness, I think the numbers are, are skewed a little bit just because of, and just when I want to complain about Kopitar, how much I love him, but I want to complain about him because he, he disappeared for a few games point per game still what 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 are we doing here yeah but kind of like we uh talked about earlier uh in the season he's a point per game but he's a minus seven and that's probably might be even worse after tonight so it's kind of weird that he's got 24 points in 23 games yet sitting at a minus seven well you had said earlier specifically how do you not understand that because you explained it exactly he is the best player on a bad team he plays the most minutes of any forward. He's out there against other teams' top top guy every single game. I just I I mean that's just the way that plus minus that's when I think plus minus really kind of doesn't mean a whole lot when you're talking about yeah. guys like Kopitar and like Dowdy. Is I'll I'll defend Dowdy a little bit. Dowdy's plus minus numbers over his career are a little skewed, I think, because of how many minutes he logs and the competition he's always going up against, especially the last few years on how bad the Kings have been. So I don't know. I don't know that if that plus minus on, on Kopitar really means much because he's producing. That's all there is to it. Second line, Deneau. Uh, second line Arvidsson or first line Arvidsson, I don't know. It, it, when you project their numbers, the is going to have a, a forty-point season. Is that is that good enough for 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 what we're paying them? Uh, kinda. 
Is he tops on our team in a face-off percentage? I'm yeah, assuming he, he is. And he's playing. He's playing even. I think he might be a plus right now. Yeah, he's a plus one. Um, Arvidsson, I just would love to see him score more. That's what we brought you over here for. Right. So, yeah, okay. Rodney, he is the best face-off percentage. So, one thing, it's been it's been three weeks since we've been able to talk. So, excuse us if we bounce around a little bit. And there's been so many things that I wanted to get off my chest. And there's just not enough time. We don't want to bore you with a two-hour podcast. But um, the theme of <laughs> playing Washington, playing Carolina, we played – we played with them for sure. A couple one-goal losses. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is they were losses. Right. And it's always going to fall back on guys not finishing, guys not putting away the puck when they have opportunity to. And is that because they're just not good? Is it? Is it system? I, I don't know. I don't know. We caught, I mean, we coupled those good games, but still losses, like you said. And then we followed up and lost to Arizona. You know what I mean? Yeah, but we got a point out of the Arizona game. We did. Took, took a shit against Toronto after beating them the first time in Toronto, right? Right. Stole, stole a point from Anaheim. Oh, Ottawa's minor league team again. Thank you, Ottawa, for four of our points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We bit Ottawa. I mean, we beat Ottawa twice. So, there's yeah. that. <laughs> um, Calgary, once again, played with them. Three, one, one goal loss. We're just not good enough. Yeah, it's probably what it is. We're just not good enough. Uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it seems like Ontario is doing so great that. Should we be calling people up from Ontario and who should we be sending down? Ooh. Okay, so as fans, you guys you guys are a couple Kings fans, I think. Um I know Rodney is might sometimes. Um yeah. when when is it time in the season to say we're not making the playoffs, youth movement, sell, trade when does that start happening? Halfway? All-star break? Trade deadline? Do we wait all our deadline? When When are you as a fan saying the season, we are not making the playoffs, youth movement? And I wait to pretty close to the trade deadline. See how close we can get players we got. But I am ready to start sending some players down we have right now. Rotating up some more players from Ontario. At the risk of losing. Yeah, when you say, when you say, well, I was gonna say when you say trading away and youth movement, like who are we really trading away? Uh, Jonathan Quick will get a ton in return the way he's playing right now. And you take a team exactly like Edmonton. They're all over Jonathan Quick. If Edmonton had a Jonathan Quick that might be the piece they are missing. 
all of their message boards were talking about how they all want Jonathan Quick. Oh, really? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, and that's what I'm saying. Uh, um, even though Dustin Brown doesn't that, have that, the numbers, but we, you saw what Dustin Brown did last year, last season, as a streaky guy, as a two-time cup champion, as a former captain, depth, forward depth, a guy that plays a playoff-type grind. I think Dustin Brown is very serviceable and, and can get something back in trade. And I hate to say it, Andre Kopitar would return a ton if we traded Andre. He would. I don't think anybody would take Dowdy, though. I don't see any of those guys getting traded. Maybe Brown, of all those guys. You don't see Quick getting traded? Well, the, I mean, I, yeah, that's I can see Quick being traded, but like you're talking about youth movement. Like we don't have a goalie in the system uh, that we want to see up right now, do we? Velada, maybe, but he's still young in his goalie career. Correct. That could be part of the trade package. I mean, the 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 players we want to see are basically at the forward position and. I think it's more what Rodney said. It's we need to send some guys down who are younger, who aren't really performing. But sending guys down, we could only send. I thought Kapari started well. Kapari, sorry, Mike, and I like Kapari. He's, he's yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought he's been playing well, but he's kind of stagnated. I, he's been sucking trying, pretty bad. I'm trying hard not to be too negative. Pari has been subpar, and Roy, yeah. Roy might turn into M- Modry, the Modry yeah. for for Rodney, right? Right, right-handed Modry. That's pretty harsh, but yeah, he's oh, he's regressed so much from last yeah. year. It's pathetic. When we thought him and Walker were wow, look at these two little right. little gems we found. Right. He's got to get better. What do you guys think about Jersey? I like him. He's a good puck moving defenseman. I, th- I think he's still averaging a point a game. Yeah. After even after tonight. Well, no, I think it's always well, at five and five. Yeah, he was at five and five. I think he's five and six. Um, he's small. I don't know. I see. He won't. I don't know. He's a little oh, bigger. Yeah. A little Wait. bigger than Walker. Yeah, I was gonna say Sean Walker's small too, and he plays small. Yeah, there's a difference there too. He's got big hair though. Yeah. yeah. Um, our energy line there over the last three weeks that we haven't been on for a while there, they're becoming a little story of how good they've been playing. All of the offensive chances they were producing, and 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 still. Corsi numbers up the ass, but I don't even know what a Corsi number is. Um, <laughs> we know nothing. <laughs> they, uh, but now with Lemieux gone, I don't know. It's the last couple of games. I, I think, I think we've missed them. I think we've missed Lemieux the last couple of games. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, and the, the third line just feels like uh, the bottom six feels all disorganized and. What do we really have? And I don't know. It's unimpressive. 
Third line's Mike. horrible. Mike. Yeah. I pin you down and I shove my hand in your mouth. Oh, I'm biting the shit out of you. <laughs> Just like I broke your necklace, I'll bite the shit out of you. <laughs> so so I don't you're, blame him you're condoning what he did. I don't blame him. Uh okay. It, it, it kind of looked like uh uh baby Brady was trying to fish hook him, so uh and <laughs> Like I just seemed like such a crybaby after, and I just I was like, "Good, good for you, Lemieux. Good, good job biting him." Yeah. So if somebody Sorry. somebody bit you twice in your league, would you complain at all, or would you just skate away like it was nothing? I'd probably try to fight the guy. I wouldn't wouldn't be crying like that. He, I don't know. I don't. Know. It's so tough. It's so tough to sit here and make fun of other fan bases that stick up for their like like the McJesus. Yeah, going, you know he he does nothing wrong and blah blah blah, and then here we are we're condoning. <laughs> yeah. But like you said, somebody puts like if any if anybody doesn't answer that question with like yeah, I bite him. Like you're gonna let someone else stick their fingers in your mouth? You know I mean? Well, but see, that's under the assumption that he stuck his fingers in his mouth. I haven't seen anything that said that. Just like I haven't seen him actually bite anybody. Yeah, I right? haven't seen any fingers go in his mouth either going the other way. Yeah, right. It was so everything's just an assumption on everything. And that's what I think is a little frustrating about that whole, the whole biting ordeal is what exactly happened so I can give, so I can have an opinion, you know? And there's no video. It's so hard to see him like actually biting. Like, you did, can't see him actually bite him. Did you guys watch the NHL player safety video on it? No. So I, I, I saw an excerpt of that today and, but it was on somebody else's channel. So they had to block out the parts so they wouldn't get demonetized. But they said what happened was the fingers were just close to his mouth. And even as soon as they were close, Lemieux just went after it. And like, uh, first thing I could see, he could bite. He went after it and bit him, but they showed him bite him on his left hand. And, but they can never get any video of him biting his right hand. But the hand that shows all the damage is all on the right hand. So a hand that so, came across hammer fisting across his helmet was his right hand. Was his right hand. And where he hammer fisted across the helmet is right where the alleged bite mark was. Right. Who knows what the hell happened? But all I know is Lemieux's a king. We need him. So f you, Kachuk. You deserve to get bit. Maybe he heard there was like an arty party in, Le in Lemieux's mouth. So <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Trying to find it with his fingers. Could Chuck heard there was an arty party in Lemieux's mouth, and he tried to join. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you guys feel about uh, Clay? Oh yeah, I I wanted to bring that up a couple times. I kept saying when, when we're talking about youth movement and trade and all. There's our first casualty. Well, second casualty even though we got one of the casualties back. Right. Clegg is bye-bye. and I. Uh, That's our first was, high draft pick casually recently. I I'm, I was a Clegg fan. I thought he he had some good skill, some good offensive puck moving skills. and More so than Mata? If you're the GM, who would you have uh, put a waiver out of those two? Tough. Because that was a big complaint for most people was that why let Clay go when he still has upside and hold on to Mata? 
when he's going to be UFA at the end of the year. It's tough. Yeah. That's tough. I don't know. Maybe the assumption is, and I mean, I don't agree with it, but maybe the assumption is Mata's a two, or what does he have, two Stanley Cups that if we trade him at the deadline, we get more of a return than we do for Clegg. And that's the, that's the assumption. Yeah. Right? They're thinking behind it, but I mean, we have, like you were saying, Rob is our first or second casualty, but I mean, Jersey is playing well and he's younger than uh, Clegg, so it's kind of, and there's more defensemen coming. He's not going to, he's not better than Bjornfoot or Anderson, apparently, so the left side's kind of taken up, even though he can play the right, but it is what it is, you know? It just sucks to lose him for nothing, but yeah, we have so many draft picks and prospects that I guess it doesn't matter, but that's the only frustrating part is just second-round pick for nothing. So people that are listening to this, don't forget to like and subscribe. And <laughs> um, But why don't you – I wish more people would comment. I wish like eight of you would comment instead of just three of you. Um and let us know, do you want us up here complaining and saying fire Blake, fire McClellan, um, we suck and I, I we hate these people and all? Because right now I've been hearing the, the fans that I talk to face-to-face -face and stuff like that. I, I don't know. It kind of sad to me that people start talking about Firing McClellan, I don't. I still don't think this is a McClellan thing yet. Yeah, I hear a lot of fans calling for McClellan's head, for sure. Way more than I hear them calling for Blake. Blake's head. Yeah, I don't know. It's all over Twitter. Fire McClellan, fire Blake. But, but see, I don't really... Twitter once again, Twitter is a bunch of woke stupid troll shit hoping to make a name for themselves or something i don't know um here's a subject daryl sutter's return i and you know i i have i like coaches i like i like watching all the nhl teams i have the center ice package i watch I watch a Eastern East Coast game and a West Coast game almost every day. Um, and and I end up falling in love with with certain coaching styles and whatnot and and seeing Sutter come back and everything he's done for for the Kings in the past and I, I I'm still a little bitter at at some of the team for tuning him out and not listening to him anymore and and it going the way it went because i think he's he was fantastic same and uh had a had a a friend on on a roller hockey team she was our our goalie and she was so mad at him for taking the c away from from brown and wasn't a big fan of him and I love him. 
and I was glad to see him come back. And I'm glad to see Calgary doing well for him. I just wish they weren't in the Pacific. Right. That uh, him going to Calgary, like the way just watching that game against them, it it felt like watching 2012 Kings, right? Yeah. Right down to that that old Kings fourth line of theirs. Right. Yeah. It was Richardson, Lewis, Lucic, and Lewis, yeah. and Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. yeah. All former Kings. Uh, no, but I totally I totally agree. I loved Sutter when he was our coach, but I think he just has the shelf life of four to five years because it's happened at every one of his stops, right? So I think the players just tune him out by that time. Yeah, but I, see, that's what I hate. I hate players that tune out. It's like, obviously, what he says is a winning way. So yeah. what you're doing is you're saying you're tired of winning. Weird looking at the numbers that were exactly 500 on the road, exactly 500 at home. We're only at a minus three goal differential, which is almost even in the scoring, you know. Um, special teams, it's going to haunt us this whole season. Yeah, It's one thing to, to, to be not very dynamic on a power play. But we've always we've been when we had our good teams, we were great penalty killers, and we're terrible now. Right, it, it sucks to be terrible at both power play and penalty kill. You can kind of get away with one if you're really good at the other, but it's it's tough to watch. And I'm pissed that we scored those three goals right? against. Totally skewing, skewing, the be, skewing the numbers. Skewing the numbers. Right? Skewing the numbers. Yeah. Unbelievable. Skewing the numbers. Yeah, I just, they're not doing nothing to address it. They keep throwing their same lines, and they're just, uh, I don't know. Who's running it? Is it, uh, is it Marco? Strum, right? Is it yeah. Marco Sturm? Marco Sturm, yeah. I, I don't know if they need to change him. If it, They keep running the same plays. They're still not setting up one-timers. They got guys that should be one-timing on the just, wrong side of the ice. Put Kaliev on the other side where he could one-time a puck. I don't know what they're doing. It's just pathetic. It's so predictable, too. It's so predictable. All right. And, and then the other, right, game, the other game, the only guy that's willing to shoot on our power play is Arvidsson, and they have him lined up uh, behind a net. I'm like, what are you guys doing? It's just ass nine. Well, I'll tell you what I'm getting a little upset with is seeing, seeing guys shoot the puck from so far away at times. when they, there's just There's no way you're going to score from there. And I get it. Throw pucks at the net, blah blah. They're not throwing pucks at the net. They're, you know, to create chances. They're literally trying to shoot and score from off the wall above the circle. Yeah. And say you're just not going to score from there. You're just not going to. There's no traffic in front. There's no. It's like it's just such a waste. Did you guys think at this point, uh, Campe would be our leading goal scorer? Yes. I thought he could be. I thought he needed to be. But uh, I mean, it sounds like you didn't think so, Mike. I don't know. Yeah, like he's just always been so inconsistent. I didn't think he would be the leading goal scorer. But he's he's been playing a little better since they put him on that top line. I have to say yeah. that. Um, here's here's the sad thing, and that we've said many many times. 
the Kings just aren't a great team when you take a look at our top six forwards. Kopitar, to me, is the only elite forward we have. Yeah. Sad but true. And when you and the other ones, you can't even say top tier. You know, you if I don't know how you're gonna, you know, you got elite, top tier, you know, good. You know, we got some good guys, but we don't have any top tier and only Kopitar at that very elite level. We, like we're, we have, we're terrible. I feel like we have a lot of like middle six forwards, yep. right? Oh, yeah. Well, well, coach, coach thinks that I don't. He doesn't care what anybody says. I follow as a superstar in this league, so there's well, that. Well, don't be streaky. Be consistent, and and I would agree with him. We just need consistency. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. <laughs> it's, this season's frustrating. <laughs> it, it is. Uh, like, I want to say, like, we have elite prospects. Why can't one of them be playing with Kopitar and Kepe? Yeah, why not? What? Why, why can't Velarde get a shot up there? Why can't, why can't we bring back Kachev? Like, him on the power play looks... I'm ready to send Kapari down, Kaliev down, uh, bring up... Uh the two guys you were just talking about. Just bring them up. See what they got. Yep. We, we gave Kapari and Kaliev a lot of time up here. Yeah, they and, I, and the and Kaliev on the fourth line, it's like, that makes no sense at all. Right. Uh, ooh, you ready for this? I was just talking about this today with another Kings fan. Kaliev is, is good at sitting in little pockets, waiting, waiting for some one time, some passes and, and whatnot. And he's playing on a line that's not designed to do that, you know, whatnot. Right. And who are our best two board puck retrieval guys? And I would I'd venture to say that it's Dano and Ayafalo. Yeah, they're up yeah. there. Guys that can go in the corner, and when they go in the corner, they usually can come out with the puck. So why is he not given a chance on that line, right? Throw Kaliev on there and, and see what kind of magic that could have. I don't know. Kaliev being on a fourth line, is that because McClellan wants him on the fourth line or that's the way Blake is, hey, here's your players, here's your team. Understand these guys that were paying this need to be in the top six. Your young guys have to be in the bottom six. I, I that's something I don't know. That's the stuff that I would love to know behind the scenes. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I assume just Rob Blake's job is to put the roster together, and McClellan's job is to play those players however he feels fit. Uh, I'm assuming they both talk about it, you know. But how how do you? Like I said, Kaliev has an elite shot, and how do you look at him and say, "Let's put him on the fourth line" because that's what's best for him. That's what that's what's going to put him in the best success, best position to succeed. All right. So here's here, here's my question. I don't like Kopitar. I'm I'm Todd McClellan. I don't like Kopitar. I'm gonna put him on the fourth line, 
And then the next game, he's on the fourth line. And then the next game, he's on the fourth line. Is that something I'm allowed to do as head coach? Or is that something I have to, like, clear with the boss saying, hey, here's our number one guy, highest paid, face of the franchise, and I want to play him on the fourth line for multiple games in a row. Yeah, that's probably got to be cleared with Kopitar. So okay. and that, that's, that's what I'm saying, that there has to be that dialogue back and forth, right? So is, is Kaliev on the fourth line because I'm not putting some rookie guy that only has 10 games experience on, on, on a top line? One of, the, one of them has to be saying that. Like, hey, we need to make him earn it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So one of them is saying that. Right, or they're both saying that. Maybe they're on the both they're on the same mindset, but it's it's idiotic. Like, it just doesn't make any sense, right? I would I would think it comes from McClellan more. I mean, I think he has an idea of how he wants the team to be, and I so. But like you said, it it makes no sense to have such a skilled young kid just be on a fourth line. He needs to go down. He needs to go down and play in Ontario. That's one of the biggest complaints you'll hear from the whole crowd that wants to fire the coach is this whole Cali of situation and why he's stuck on the fourth line, not giving a chance on one of those top two lines. I think it's going to make him a better player in the long run. As far as development goes, to really suffer those minutes, and he gets hit down there yeah. when you're playing fourth line, checking line stuff. He's been he's been hit a few times, and it, it, I, I honestly think it's going to make him better in the long run. But I just don't know how long that run we have to wait for right. that elite shot to start rearing its head on the productive lines. But don't you think if he's a goal scorer, like he needs to get points, he needs to score goals, he needs to have some good assists for he him to, to feel to feel better about his game to continue to develop. Yeah. And, and he needs to play with skilled players. Line. Yeah, and he's not going to get that in the fourth line. Yeah, there's right. times where I can see where. You know, Lozat's doing a good job and he's carrying the puck in. And there's a point where he can pass it off to Kaliev or he can dump it. And he usually dumps it and then chases it down. He, he doesn't he doesn't look to make that pass like a skilled assist guy would do. You know what I mean? Like a playmaker would do to find Kaliev for that shot. And here's here's something kind of crazy. I don't like him on the first power play because there's too many – there's too – he's – He's deferring to the four other guys that are better than him yeah, on right. that power play. He's not the option. He's not option number one. And if you got the best shot on the team, he should be option number one. So either start making him the option or put him on the other, put him on the second unit. And let him be option and, number one. On yeah, two. for 40 seconds. You're right. Yeah. I think him him as option number one for 40 seconds is better than option number five for a minute 20. Yeah. I don't know. He's just not set up for success right now. Yeah. All right. Speaking of not set up for success, Rodney, I don't know if you know this, our next eight games are against the league's elite teams. Did you know this? Every team we play right now is elite compared to us, but yes. <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll run it down. Finishing the homestand with Dallas and Minnesota. 
And then we go on an East Coast swing. Tampa, Florida, Carolina, Washington. Back to Edmonton. Come home for oh, an Edmonton home. game and then to Vegas. These next eight games are going to say a lot. You know, we talked about in the beginning of the season, hey, this this little stretch of games is going to kind of tell us where we're at. Measuring stick, feathers and caps, whatnot. Quarter of the season done. Eight games is a good chunk. This could this could really make us or break us. It it could. It, I mean, I'm not saying it, it is. If we go four and four, we're still Five. right right where we're at, right? Right. But if we go on a losing streak, if we go one and seven, if we go two and six, whew, yeah, man. Then it gets like then we're a lottery team all over again. Oh man, are you saying but it's did- time to? Bring up some freaking help for the power play. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> we couldn't go one podcast without a little Ferk call for Rod. <laughs> but we did one. go three weeks without it. So. Yes, yeah. we did. Well, uh, yeah, that'll be brutal. Uh, part of me thinks John Quick's going to stand on his head and we're going to win five or six games. Oh, five or great. six. Hey, wow. good segue there, too, Mike. Jonathan, quick call out. How good is Peterson? Yes. I wanted to talk about that today for sure. Hey, hey, Kings fans. Or how bad is Peterson? Where where are your loyalties right now? Who yeah. who are are we still one A, one B? Should like one, we be going should we be going every other game switching our goalie? Doesn't feel like it right now. Is he is quick that much better than Peterson right now? Yeah. So far this year. Yeah. I, I get like this season, like Peterson has not looked the same. I think he looked better last season than he did this season. Uh I don't know. He just doesn't I thought he looked solid last season, and this season he looks very shaky. And quick's the opposite. Quick looks like the old quick, and it's a, it's fun to watch. Speaking of fun to watch, I'm calling it out right now. In 12 games from today, 12 games, we play the Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> you mean that? Justin, Justin, I'm calling you out right now. You got come at me, bro. You mean that that dumpster <laughs> fire of an organization? Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah, remember remember the little uh, trash bin floating in downstream with the LA King sticker on it? And then I love the dog taking a shit on the <laughs> Philadelphia Flyer logo on the ice. Oh, my God. Come at me, Justin. I dare you. Come at me. <laughs> How do you guys feel about uh, Trevor Moore? He should Ooh, be. Tough uh, question. Tough question, Mike. I, I think him and Leah Anderson should rotate as that uh, extra forward. I don't think they're. Good enough to be playing right now, the way they've played in the last few games. Rob, Rob, before you go, I feel like, again, like mismanagement of lines. Leas Anderson, Trevor Moore, they're fourth liners. They should be on the fourth line. I agree, Mike. So how's your uh, how's your Moore meter right now? How you feeling about him? Um, 
I love see I can't ever I can't ever hate kids that play so hard yeah I just can't I I appreciate all the effort because I, I really see it I see the effort in the game but they're just not that good yeah and you're right they're fourth liners and that's when you could swallow the lack of production is when it's coming out of your fourth line because yeah. you don't necessarily need goals out of your fourth line, but you do need that energy. You do need that, that effort every night. You really do. So yes, I, I agree. He more needs to be on the fourth line. You need to take all those guys, the Moors, the Andersons, uh, the Grunstrom's. Yeah. You know? Lazat when he comes back. Yeah, there's so many guys that just fit the more. Fourth wall, yeah, line. you go down the whole roster. Even yeah, it's like every team needs one or two of those those energy guys, and we have like yeah. half or a little more than half the team. That's all we have is those guys. And to think we got rid of all of them. Without we got rid of. Yeah. <laughs> look we at replaced, we replaced look them at with younger. Fourth line. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, Clifford is still bouncing around. Uh, it's just. Uh, and, and like, so we have all those guys that are perfect fourth line players. Amadio scored the other night. And Kaliev. And Kaliev's on the fourth line. And then we want to put, yeah, exactly. Mike, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. And Lemieux, when he comes back. Yeah. You know, he, he's actually chipping in. Maybe he shouldn't be on the fourth line. What do you, what do you guys see as the future of Kachuk brothers versus Lemieux in the future? <laughs> is there going to be something every time they play okay. each other well what I want to know yes there's going to be just like there's a dowdy Kachuk yeah. thing every time right. too so you know how golf has the match and they got a couple douchebags going after each other on golfing Right. we need that in hockey we need Lemieux dowdy tag team against the Kachuk brothers. And they should just actually bare knuckle fight. <laughs> Once and for all, and just end it. Yeah. Poor Lemieux, he's going to do a lot of heavy lifting on that one. I know. Yeah, <laughs> Daddy's not going to do it. <laughs> he's going to be looking for the ref. Did you see what he did? Yeah. I. You know what? I, I never thought Kachuk ever got the best of Dowdy in 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 the gives and takes over the, over the last couple seasons, but that last game, it almost looked like Dowdy didn't want to really engage get into it. Right. Yeah. Now, um, why is that? Is is Dowdy still a little hurt? Is he? Does he not want to mess with the young buck? His mom is he above? I'm going to say it's because Lemieux is out for a few games, but. <laughs> We'll yeah, see. It, we'll see if it's different next time they play and Lemieux is playing alongside him. I can see Dowdy. Mike Mike can relate to this. I can see Dowdy thinking he's just that much better than Kachuk and doesn't even need to waste the time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I think he has the, the drama with Matthew Kachuk. I don't think he has Right. No, well, it, the, that's Brady. what I'm talking about in the Calgary game. Yeah. Matthew Kachuk was, was – I think he kind of punked Dowdy a little bit. 
Yeah, because he kind of gave him the uh, the pop in his face. Yeah, uh, and and Dowdy right. kind of like he stepped back. He did. He and, did. I saw that. And I yeah. don't know if he was waiting for a teammate to come jump in, or I don't know what was going on. But it was a there was a weird pause there, and I was thinking, go kick his ass. He but he's not gonna do that. He's he's the he's the uh, like you said like he was waiting for a teammate to hop in and then he was gonna hop in. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know exactly how that is, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it definitely seemed like he didn't. He wasn't like trying to engage though. To the degree to the degree he had before. What'd you guys think of uh, Brady's little rant after the game? That guy seems so whiny to me. So. Jim Fox, this is this is what I appreciate about Jim Fox because he's a former player. And he said, I, I like the way he sat there and said, he crossed the line. You don't talk about another team's locker room. Yeah. He said that was crossing a line. And if he says that's crossing a line, well, then I, I, I'll defer to the pro and say, yeah, he crossed the line. I mean, it, who's he to say, you know, no, nobody wants, no, nobody wants to play with him. He – I don't think he's that well versed across the whole NHL to know who hates him that much and who doesn't. So definitely doesn't know what the hell's going on in the in the Kings locker room. That's for sure. So quick, I was wondering is somebody going to jump up and you know stick up for Lemieux verbally? So of course, your boy Quick jumped in there. Yeah, yeah. I Quick is you know I. I, I hate I hate certain guys over the years. You know, I hate hate Rob Lakes and <laughs> Luke Robitaille and and what. I don't hate those guys, but you know, they're the ones that I just. While all the other fans love them, you just sit there and go, I don't I don't get it. But quick, how can you not a guy? How can you not love a guy that just loves every every person that's wearing the same uniform as him? He's just a stand-up guy. Just like Brett. That's why I like Brown so much, too. Yeah, that's why I don't want the Kings to trade quick. <laughs> Plus, Peterson isn't playing that great anyway, so. You know, it's one of those, if you love someone, set them free. <laughs> that kind of thing. I I love Kopitar so much, and I would love to see what he would look like in a Bruins uniform, you know? Because they're such a one-line team. You know how well he would do as a second-line center with Taylor Hall and, I don't know, just quick in Edmonton with with run support. He's going to yeah. go out there and know he's going to get four or five goals every game. You know how many games he would win? Yeah, did you see uh, – I don't know if you guys noticed it. At the beginning of the Edmonton game, they were showing the uh, goalie stats, and it was like uh, – Koskinen was like 12 and two and he had almost a three goals uh, against <laughs> right. uh, average. Yeah. Quick had way better stats except yeah, for the same percentage was like nine, 10 at most. And quick was like nine 30, uh, uh, 2.25 goals against. And yeah. he was four, five and two. <laughs> and I, you know, and if they got traded, I would root for them. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I just if if we can get stuff back for them, they've ran their course. I would love to see them fight for another Stanley Cup in a Kings uniform. That's 
my number one. But if we're not going to be fighting for in the playoffs, then what are we doing? Which that's kind of what it looks like. We've been saying it all along, every single podcast we have. When are the kids going to have enough room to come up and, and start playing? And if that means getting rid of guys that we've watched for the last 10 years do magical things for the organization, then it, it's time to say goodbye. Maybe that's it. Maybe the uh, the old guard kind of needs to go for the kids to feel comfortable enough to take over. Instead of trying to make, instead of trying to make the kids work with the veterans, just take the top two lines of the rain, move them up to the Kings, <laughs> keep playing together. See what happens. I don't want it to happen. No, I want to. I love. I know. For like like you said, they they we got to see two cups, so those guys are forever kings in my eyes, and don't ever want to see them leave. <laughs> so, do we think uh, Velarde or Kachev will come back up anytime soon? Seems like Velarde's doing okay down there, right? I keep seeing goals and assists from him. Or is it Man, time for someone? Hey, else? well, no, just the the rain is unbelievable right now, especially with Byfield coming back and he's going to be sent down to go play. And, and I know we got Tynan up with us right now, but good God, there's so you can sit half of the roster rain roster and still put lines out there of guys that you're going, wow, I can't wait to see this kid come up. Yep. They're just so deep. So, so is that deep. the plan then, just to keep them all together down there? A, a little less on defense, but forward-wise, we're very deep. Yeah, especially with Helga Grands going to the uh, World Juniors. To the Juniors, yeah. But Will Lannon so steps it, right in there. He's their number one defenseman. So That's is good. that the better? Is that the better idea then that all those guys just continue to play together and they all come up together at some point? For who? Better idea for who? Like, if you're asking me, I already said send Kapari down, Kaliov down, give a couple other guys a chance. Well, I'm saying, like, the future of the Kings. Is it better to keep them all together right now so they all develop together and then they just come up six at a time? I don't know. You still want them to get some experience against good competition. You don't want to bring everybody up to play NHL players for the first time at the same time, you know? All right, everyone, that's our show for today. Don't forget to bite that like button. Maybe subscribe and maybe also bite that notification bell. Until next time, go Kings, go. Go Kings. Go Kings.